Welcome to this one-year anniversary episode of the Coded Read Facilitation Podcast. That is 24 episodes full of advice for facilitating coded reads. I want to celebrate this special episode and want to recap the things I consider most important for facilitation. These are, of course, the coding dojo mindset, focus on pairing, and a few other things, which I will explain later in this episode. Hi, my name is Peter Kofler. I'm the code cop. Obviously, I'm fanatic about clean code, and for many years, I tried hard to develop quality software. Eventually, I had to change my motto to developing quality software developers. In this podcast, I will answer questions about facilitation, hosting, and participation of coded reads, or any kind of hands-on session in general. If you have any questions regarding your coded read, please send me an email or leave a comment. So what is the Coding Dojo Mindset? The Coding Dojo Mindset is very important to me. It's one of my top three important things to make a coded read successful and it's also setting the theme for the whole day. That means as a participant, it's important for you uh, to get the, like, the most out of the day, to understand the day. And as a facilitator, it's important to shape the day, to get the day, uh, the spirit of the day. So there are four things that I consider part of the coding dojo mindset. And the first thing is we are here to learn. So that's obvious. A coded treat is an event of learning. It's a day of practice. So we are here to learn. And it's important to understand that you only get out as much as you put in, right? like always. It's not a training. The facilitator is not teaching people. So as a facilitator, it's not your job to teach. And as participant, you have to invest to get something up. Only if you're like open to new experience, you can make op- new experiences. If you're not open to new experiences, if you're not open at all, there will be no new experiences. If you need to work in your own language in all sessions, you will not see new languages. So it's up to you. Okay? So, number one, we are here to learn. Number two, we need to slow down. So the problem is in work, usually, in IT work, we are in a hurry. Right? We need to get something done. We need to finish. There is a deadline. The project manager is coming up. So we are constant lo- constantly trying to speed up things, maybe we're taking shortcuts, maybe we just try to be fast. Right? If we are experienced and we need to be fast and we want to be fast, that's good. But in the coded read, we are not in the flight mode. There are no deadlines. There should be no pressure. Like deleting the code is one thing that brings us in the direction of that there is no pressure. It's not about finishing. It's uh, just about practicing. In episode 7, I have talked a bit more about deleting the code. So, item number two, we need to slow down to learn, basically. Number three, we need to focus on doing it right, at least for once. So, doing what does doing it right mean? So, we are, how can I say it? So, participants are usually only fighting themselves. Not fighting like in a battle, but stretching themselves so they can, uh, they can just overcome uh, their level or uh, the current level of experience so they can grow from the current situation. So, they are starting with the current situation. So, everybody, and it's also true for facilitators who want to improve, we need to stretch ourselves. And in order to stretch ourselves, we need to try to do the best we can. 
because like the stretching happens at the end of our abilities. So if I say focus on doing it right, I really mean perfection. Now some people don't like perfection because maybe it's not cost effective, but this is a training opportunity and we need the perfection to stretch. I'm usually saying to people to set the tone of the day because the coding dojo mindset is also one of my uh, early slides in the introduction. For example, if you write a test case that is so beautiful that you put it on the wall or you show it to your family and you're extremely proud of and you like show it off what you've done, that's exactly what I want for the code treat. I want you to create your perfect thing. It will not be perfect because it's only perfect for your current level of skill or maybe it's crazy so you try the crazy constraint and you follow the crazy constraint perfectly. This is exactly what we need. So focus on doing it right in order to stretch, in order to learn. And the fourth element is collaboration. So the whole day is a collaborative day. So it's based on collaboration, it's a community event, it's, it needs to be inclusive. It's obviously, if it's based on collaboration, it needs to be inclusive. Pair programming is mandatory. We talked about pair programming in episode 8 of this podcast. So no single person. It's collaborative. We need to work together, we need to have retrospectives together, people need to change the partners. So number four, it's collaborative. So I repeat, decoding that your mindset, in my experience is, we are here to learn, we need to slow down, we focus on doing it right, and it's a collaborative event. And this is really important, and I usually also have some printouts of these four items, and I'm putting them on the wall in various places so people can see them all the time. What is your primary job as facilitator? This is a very, very important question. I would say it's the second important thing after the coding dojo mindset at all. And your primary job as facilitator is to manage frustration. Uh, your job is to make it easier, basically, because even the easy tasks are not easy enough for participants. People usually uh, wish for challenges and they want uh, harder constraints and they want harder exercises, but they were overestimating themselves. And then they are frustrated and stuck and it's not fun, they are not learning, so it's not good. So in order to manage frustration, you have to look at the people, their communication, their body language. It's not about the code, it's about the other things. Now I want to come back to how to support people when forming pairs. This is very, very important. I would say it's one of my top three facts about Kututreat. And there are already more than three in my top three facts. <laughs> Never mind. So when we start a new session, or when we are in the beginning to start a new session, maybe uh, before the break, but uh, the next session is something, I might remind people of the Coding Dojo mindset and that collaboration is crucial. I always encourage people to pair with strangers to have a fresh view, so strangers have new ideas. Sometimes I joke that it's forbidden to pair with people you know. At least I try to do that. I try to pair not with people that I know. I also advise them to make sure that one of the two 
at least one of the two has the language uh, set up ready and knows the language to a certain degree so we are not uh, having too much frustration during work that's part of your job i also try to tell the constraints before the pairs are forming because some people um, decide on the constraint if they see a different language or not this is very clever because if you have a mute session in a new language that might be uh, really a disaster or maybe some fun or both so Sometimes, uh, especially in the first or second session, when people are struggling to find pairs, I would say, uh, please raise your hand if you are comfortable to lead a pairing situation in language X. And then I tell the other people, see who is available to do language X. That usually helps also to bring people up to speed in forming their pairs. <laughs> First-time facilitators always ask me about the best way to facilitate. So before I'm answering this question about uh, what style is the best style to facilitate a coded read, let me tell you that if you are going to facilitate, your style is just fine. There is a wide range of styles to run such an event and in the end it doesn't matter. So your style is fine. So if you want to be very active, be active. If you don't want to be that active, don't be active. So I, I know a lot of uh, different facilitators and styles. Some people want to teach. If you want to teach, teach a little. Maybe not too much, but it's okay. It's also, I've seen coded reads that started with a demo of uh, test-driven development. That could be also seen. It's kind of like a training. If you don't like talking to people on the other side, don't talk. It's not a, it's not a problem. And different facilitators do that differently. Like uh, I once uh, co-facilitated with Emily Page. And Emily was going around and uh, having a look at each code on uh, several times from each pair, and then she was discussing um, implications of the code and how to improve. So she went uh, right into the code with each um, uh, pair of participants. Adi, on the other hand, uh, is uh, going around and asking questions while walking by. So it seems he's not even paying attention. I know he's paying attention, but he's not uh, going uh, deeply into a discussion. He's just looking at the code, asking a question, an open question, and walking away. That's like another style. And um, Alex, his brother, uh, sometimes when he's tired, is just sitting on the side and not walking around at all, which is perfectly fine. And even once I had it with uh, Martin Closer that he was so tired that he went outside to have a nap. Even that's okay. Right? So maybe you want to not uh, leave your code retreat if you're the only facilitator, but it's perfectly fine to go out uh, for a few minutes and leave participants alone uh, for five minutes uh, to grab a coffee or to have some fresh air or go to the toilet. Right? You don't have to be there all the time. You're not responsible for like the outcome in a sense. If people learn something, it's not your responsibility. 
okay? Uh, because it's not about you. Maybe that's the second big thing. So the first big thing is your style is fine. It doesn't really matter because the event is not about you as facilitator. It's about the participants and it's uh, mainly about the experience of the participants. So they will uh, talk to uh, their pairing partners. They will write some code. They will experience some constraints. They will have difficulties. They will have fun. That's all not involving you as a facilitator. You're just uh, creating the space. So again, if you want to talk, talk. If you want to teach, teach a bit. Maybe you won't be able to teach everything because there might be different languages on the code retreat. And if you're feeling tired or you're, you're not sure and you don't feel like uh, talking, I uh, don't have to talk. So your style is fine. That is all for this episode. I'm Peter Kovler and I wish you luck with your next code retreat or hands-on workshop. If you have any questions regarding your code retreat, please send me an email or leave a comment. I'm looking forward to hear from you how your event went. Code retreats are awesome. Let's have more of them.